My mother was born on August 30th, 1922. Here's what hadn't happened yet at the time of my mother's birth. Lindbergh hadn't crossed the Atlantic. No one had spoken aloud in a movie. There was no such thing as Time magazine. There had never been a Winter Olympics. The Great Gatsby had not yet been published, and Mickey Mouse had yet to spring from Walt Disney's imagination. My mom's maiden name was Judith Harmatz, no middle name, and she was raised in Brooklyn by Jacob Harmatz and his wife Fanny. Fanny's maiden name was Cohen. Jacob's original family name can be traced back to his father, my great-great-grandfather, Yudi Harmatz spelled with a C in front of it back then. With a name like Yudi Hametz, your choices are fairly limited. You can be the bearded patriarch of an extended Jewish clan, or you can be a George Lucas character and hang out in an intergalactic bar with Kylo Ren, Maz Kanata, and Unkar Plut, who I'm sure will turn out to be a distant cousin. I knew my grandfather Jake and loved him. To me, he was always Gramps. He was a remarkable man who came to America from what was then the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which until recently I thought was just the name of a restaurant on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I never met my maternal grandmother. She was sick for quite a few years and died when my mom was 23. All I really know about Granny Fanny, as I desperately wish I'd been able to call her, is that she was a good cook and a strict disciplinarian capable of terrifying anyone who came in contact with her. Jacob and Fanny had five other children, in addition to my mom. In descending order, they were Natalie, born in 1908, Lillian, 1910, Hyman, 1912, sometimes called Harold, a far better choice, and more often called High, Bell, 1914, and Theodore Jerome, 1924 whom most people called Ted, and the sisters all called Sunny. I came to know all of my maternal aunts and uncles and responded to them with varying degrees of affection, respect, or disdain. The most crucial element of the Harmatz family lore is that according to my mom, Granny Fanny was a wonderful cook. After that, the lore gets a bit murky. The most accurate account seems to be that in 1905, my grandfather Jacob and his one brother Herman put up 150 of their hard-earned dollars to open a restaurant on the Lower East Side of Manhattan called Harmatz's. There were three tables in the restaurant, a cup of coffee was three cents, and a plate of mushrooms, which seems to have been their signature dish, cost eight cents. When business improved, Jacob, who was more interested in food than Herman, introduced salads and other fresh vegetables to the limited menu. While the pennies were piling up at Harmatz's, one of Gramps's sisters, Annie, and her husband, Alex Ratner, had been living in Texas. While there, Alex was in an automobile accident and was awarded some money. He used his newfound windfall to yank Annie back to New York, and in 1907, Grandpa Jake, Herman, and Alex decided to open a new and larger restaurant on 2nd Avenue between 6th and 7th Streets called Ratner's. One family legend has it that a coin flip determined the eatery's name. Another is that Alex's last name was the easier one to pronounce. 
Either way, however, I feel duty-bound to say that neither Ratner's nor Harmatz's were what one might call welcoming choices for what I assume they all hoped would one day become an A-list restaurant. Soon after Ratner's opened, Alex developed tuberculosis, so he and Annie moved to California. Annie persuaded her brother Jake to move west with them, and he did. But he soon made the surprising discovery that, just like everywhere else, it required money to live in Los Angeles, and they had all run out of the stuff. Jake, being the one with the business sense, returned to New York to build up a nest egg. The Ratners on 2nd Avenue is now being run by a cousin, Abe, so Jake became partners with two brothers, Alex and Louis Zankel, and in 1917, they opened up a second Ratners, this one at 138 Delancey Street on the Lower East Side. For a good many decades, having two Ratners was a constant source of confusion to anyone looking for a good onion roll and a nice piece of fish. Although the food at the 2nd Avenue Ratners was never as good as Jake's version, Abe's restaurant became a much hipper restaurant for a while when its location turned into the East Village in the 1950s. Actors in the burgeoning television business and who worked in off-Broadway theaters began flocking there. And in the early and mid-60s, Bill Graham and Jerry Garcia and Frank Zappa and Jimi Hendrix and other rock-and-rolling denizens of the nearby Fillmore East were hanging out eating rugula and pickled herring at Ratner's Second Avenue. I still can't quite wrap my mind around any member of Iron Butterfly scarfing down some latkes after a hard night of inagata davideing. <laughs>